famous tzaddik, Rabbi Eli Melech of Lizhensk, once fell ill, Loyalenu. While lying in his bed, he fell into a deep state of unconsciousness. His Talmidim gathered around his bedside and davened that the Reifechol Basar would send a speedy and complete recovery to their beloved Rebbe. The Abishta heard their tefillos, and the Rebbe opened his eyes and smiled and said that he felt much better. And soon enough, the Rebbe recovered completely. The Tamidim were very grateful to Hashem for having spared their Rebbe. To them it had seemed that, during the critical moments when the Rebbe was lying so deeply unconscious, that the Rebbe's neshama must have been hovering between Shemayim and Oretz, between heaven and earth. And the Tamidim worried that if the Rebbe's neshama had entered Gan Eden, it might not wish to return to earth. They were very curious to know what had happened to the Rebbe during those moments. They waited for a chance to ask the Rebbe about that time. The opportunity arose sometime later, when the Rebbe was seated at his table, surrounded by his Talmidim, having a Sudas Haida'a, a thanksgiving meal to Hashem, in gratitude for the healing. One of the older Talmidim asked the Rebbe if the Rebbe would tell what happened while the Rebbe's neshama was hovering. The Rebbe replied that he couldn't tell them everything, but there is one thing that he would tell them, because it is something that is well to think about. And this is what the Rebbe told them. As I was walking in Gan Eden, where the neshamas of the tzaddikim were enjoying the nearness of the Shekhinah, I saw amongst them in an honored place Someone I recognized. He looked like Muttel, the bookbinder, in Lizhensk. But what would Muttel, the bookbinder, be doing in such an honored place? For one thing, I had not heard that he had departed from the living on earth. And furthermore, if he had departed from the living, why is he sitting in such an honorable place? For sure Muttel was a God-fearing Jew, an honest, hard-working bookbinder, but he was otherwise an ordinary Jew, not much of a Talmud Chacham. So I approached him and asked him, Are you Muttel the bookbinder from Lizhensk? Rebbe, answered the bookbinder. Excuse me, but before we continue our conversation, may I tell you that here I am called Reb Mordechai, not Muttel the bookbinder. Oh, really? I replied. And what happened to your modesty? Reb Mordechai. Rebbe, here we're in the world of truth. Here there's no modesty. There's only truth. And the truth is that here they have decided that I should be called Reb Mordechai. So I answered him, Reb Mordechai, I'm delighted that you've earned this honor. But tell me, in what merit did you achieve it? And moreover, what worthy deed won you such an honored place in the Gan Eden. If you tell me, perhaps it will provide a lesson to be followed by my Talmidim. This I will gladly do, replied the bookbinder. When the Rebbe became unwell, I too became unwell. But unlike the Rebbe, I did not recover. 
I was brought before the Bezdin Shalmaila, and the usual questioning began. Did you learn Taida? I had to admit to the Bezdin that I had learned very little. I didn't have much of a head for learning Taida. When I was growing up, we were very poor. I had to find a way to earn money to help my parents support the family. So I became an apprentice to a bookbinder. Then they began to weigh my mitzvahs and my avedas. On the right side of the scale, Malachim began to put all my mitzvahs and good deeds. Then they pushed the scale down to make it heavier, saying that this was for the simcha with which I had performed the mitzvahs. But then other Malachim came forward and began to load my avedas and my misdeeds on the left scale. I watched them add up threatening to outweigh my mitzvahs. Most of the things I did wrong were truly not serious. It happened because I was ignorant. But nevertheless, they were small, but they were many. They added up and added up till they tipped the scale. As I stood there before the Bezdin, trembling and ashamed, two angry malachim stepped forward, one on each side of me, ready to carry me off to the place where neshamas are sent to be cleansed and purified. Suddenly a malach appeared with an old sitter in his hand. Behind him was a line of wagons loaded with sacks. The malach asked permission to speak up on my behalf. I am the malach in charge of Shemus, pages from holy books, especially pages with Hashem's name written in them. I go to every Jewish home, and in every shul, and every cheder, and every yeshiva. I look to see in what condition the holy books are in. The sedurim, chumashim, sifretilim, mishnayas, gemaras, and so forth. Whenever I see a well-used book with crumpled pages and loose covers, it gives me nachas, for this is the best evidence that the holy books are in use, not just kept on shelves, but actually used every day by Yidin, young and old, davening three times a day and learning taita. But when I see some of these books tattered beyond repair, I feel sad. Every holy book has a neshama. Every page has a neshama. And every page must be treated with care and respect. Now, in the course of my travels, I came to know this man here on trial, Mato the Bookbinder, and I began to know him very well. Ever since his early childhood, even before he learned the Aleph base, Matala loved his little sidderal, and he would often fondle it and kiss it before closing it. When he saw a page with a crease, he would smooth it out gently. After his bar mitzvah, when it became necessary for Matal to learn a trade, his father asked him what he would like to do for a living. And Matal replied without hesitation, he would like to be a bookbinder. I must tell you, continued the malach in charge of Shemus, that ever since people began printing and binding books, I have never seen a bookbinder like Matal. He was the most dedicated perfect bookbinder I ever saw. He never got any pages mixed up, 
He never missed a stitch. He always used the best material available. And he did all this not just because he was an honest man, but also because he truly loved Svarim. This is why he would sometimes go to the shuls in his town and collect old Sidurim and Chamashim that cried out for attention. He would take them home and work late into the night to restore them and bind them and bring them back to life. Then he would take them back to where they had come from without charging for his time and trouble. He never even told anyone about it. For him, it was a labor of love, a real mitzvah. I must ask the Bezdin to permit me to unload all of the sacks of the Seamus and overused books which Motto the bookbinder had given a second life, and I will put them on the scale with all of his other mitzvahs and good deeds. The Bezdin Shalmaila agreed, continued the Rebbe Elimelech, and ordered other malachim to help the Seamus supervisor to unload the contents of the sacks. And long before even half of the job was done, the scale with the mitzvahs clearly outweighed the other side. Believe me, dear Rebbe, concluded Motel the bookbinder, I was as astonished at what had happened before my eyes as you were when you saw me here. I was even more surprised when the Bezdin decreed to give me an honored place in Gan Eden and that I should be called Reb Mordechai. The Rebbe Elimelech paused and looked at his Talmidim and said, Well, now you've heard the bookbinder's story. As a matter of fact, I had wanted to ask him a few other questions, but at that very moment, I came back to myself and I woke up. As for what we learned from Reb Mordechai the bookbinder, finished the Rebbe, the lesson speaks for itself. Let us remember that Hashem never fails to give credit and reward for any good deed, even for such a seemingly trivial act as smoothing out a crumpled corner of a well-worn page in a holy safer. <laughs>